Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice. Fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is October 27th. Wow, it's almost Halloween. We're about the midway part of the 2020 NFL season. My name is Michael Nazarek, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me, once again, my very good friend and very experienced fantasy player, and oh, so guru of fantasy sports, <laughs> Chris Rito. How are wow. you doing tonight, Chris? Uh, really well, really well. I hope I can live up to that uh, wonderful intro. Uh, I know I had a pretty good week on our clicks and flicks last week, but it didn't pan out in my personal league because I, I picked some wrong starting lineups. Hopefully, I'll do as just as good for you guys this week as, uh, as I didn't do for myself last week. <laughs> I think I can say that too. <laughs> it was it was not a uh, very good week for myself either. But you know, every once in a while, you have those weeks, and you just gotta you know keep persevere, keep going through, and just say, oh, it's so 2020, isn't it? <laughs> well, okay, it's let's, also Halloween let's get... week. You know, Halloween week. So I'm looking forward to the Monday night game because the Monday night games are always crazy in Halloween week every year. So it should be a good one. <laughs> I think the Giants need a black cat to run across the field or something and, and spook the Buccaneers because I don't think they they have a shot to win this game. But it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting week. Uh, the big news of the week, and a former NFL uh, New York Giant, uh, my, one of my favorite players, I've got a picture of him with the catch, you know, against the Cowboys on my wall right here, personally signed it all. Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL. Oh, and it was on such a meaningless play. Uh, I guess if I was a star receiver, I wouldn't uh, saw somebody intercept a pass. Why try and get back in that and make the tackle because you're risking your livelihood doing that, but that's exactly what he did. He's tore his ACL. He's gone for the year, and so it's now just Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and a bunch of tight ends over there, I guess, <laughs> for for the Browns. So the, the thing here, obviously, is that if you're in a redrafter league, you're going to cut OBJ. If you're in a dynasty, you're going to hold on to him, Chris, but – Fantasy impact for the Browns and the rest of the offense, and, and is there any uh, fantasy gems to glean from OBJ's injury? Uh, well, from the offense, remember, obviously, it's a very run-heavy offense to start with, and that's not going to change. It's only going to get more so when Nick Chubb gets back on the field. So uh, I don't think it changes that aspect of the offense. However, having OBJ as a threat on the field does open up a lot of those lanes for the running, team, running game. So it is going to probably have some impact to make the offense less dangerous and more predictable, but oddly enough, it may make Baker Mayfield a better quarterback, maybe not a better fantasy quarterback, but a better quarterback because he'll now not be focusing on having that, that absolute superstar out there. Probably, you know, you mentioned about, is there going to be a fantasy uptick? Obviously, Rashard Higgins is the guy you want to look at. He stepped in, he'll step into the starting lineup. He had a career high 110 yards or so 
and a score last week. So he's, he's going to be the big beneficiary as a guy you can pick up off your waiver wire. Um, he may not be OBJ as far as being every week in your starting lineup, but he's definitely going to get you through bye weeks and he should be rostered in every, every uh, league and every scoring system right now. What, what about the other guy that caught the game-winning touch uh, touchdown, the Donovan Peoples-Jones? What do, what do you think of him? Well, he's going to be the third receiver there. And, you know, all I have to say is what did Rashard Higgins get as the third receiver in that offense before OBJ got hurt? You know, he had a couple of plays here and there, but he wasn't fantasy rostered. So I'd have a hard time saying in this run-heavy of an offense that Peoples-Jones is going to be anything more than what Rashard Higgins was before OBJ got hurt. Yeah, and I mentioned the tight ends there. Uh, Austin Hooper uh, had an appendectomy, and I think he's going to be out another game. Uh, but Harrison Bryant caught two scores, and David Njoku caught one. And now, of course, this comes against the Bengals. But um, I guess if you're a Hooper owner, do you consider Harrison Bryant this week, uh, you know, for, for a quick fix? Wow, I don't know if I could get that excited about Harrison Bryant. Um, it also kind of remains to be seen what's going to happen between now and middle of the week because, with the trade deadline next week and that kind of week of COVID testing before you can get a new player, I would say the middle of this week might be the real trade deadline. So we'll see if Najoku moves, then Harrison Bryant becomes real interesting because he'll get the lion's share of that, of that uh, uh, tight end action in Cleveland. Um, without them moving Najoku, uh, I'm going to say this might've been a fluke, but you know, I, I'd love to if he could prove me wrong. He's a, he's a talented kid, but uh, you know, there's just a lot of tight ends and a lot of miles to feed on a, very small passing pie in that offense. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think that if you're in a 12, 14, 16 team league and there's not much out there at tight end, Harrison Bryant's probably worth a look if, if Austin Hooper is not going to play. And I think he is not going to play this week. So it's just a one week quick fix and you know, just kind of plug him in and play and hope if that's the case. Moving on over to, to Seattle, uh, Chris Carson's been dinged on and off. Uh, hasn't missed any games uh, this week, but uh, early in the uh, Sunday night game, he left with a midfoot sprain. It was, uh, you know, kind of limping a little bit on the sidelines. They took a, an x-ray of it. It's not a Liz Frank fracture, fortunately, but uh, they think that he might be out a while. I don't know, call him week to week. He doesn't want to miss a game, but, you know, they have other issues there. Uh, uh, Carlos Hyde started uh, getting a tightness in his hamstring. Uh, Travis Homer, the number three, he's got a knee bruise. DJ Dallas is the rookie running back. That's the only healthy guy there. If you got Chris Carson, uh, yeah, oh, and, and on top of that, bro, Rashard Penny is still on the pup list. Uh, he can coming off a torn ACL. He's not ready to start practicing quite yet. Maybe another couple weeks and all. But if you got Chris Carson, I mean, uh, what, what, what's, what's the issue here? What, what, what are you looking at uh, doing uh, to replace that? Uh, hopefully, you got someone on your bench because I, I mean, even if Carlos <laughs> Hyde is in there, that's not a great option. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Seattle running game later. But um, this is a, this is a bad situation unless you're an owner of any of the the, the Seattle passing game. Because, like you said, Hyde got the hammy, Horner's got the knee injury, Carson's going to be down. I, I mean, DJ Dallas is the only healthy guy. I know he's a rookie, but they really like him. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised um, if he if he got uh, a lot of run this week, uh, even if Carlos Hyde is, is able to give them something. Um, but if Hyde, if Hyde goes down, I would have no problem putting in DJ Dallas because there's nobody else he's going to share time with in that backfield. Uh, I think he would make a really great flex with some upside. 
Yep, and uh, well, the issue there, of course, they're playing uh, San Francisco this week. It's not exactly a good matchup, but uh, moving on over to Arizona, they kind of have almost the same situation in terms of their lead guy going down. A little bit more definitive, Kenyon Drake out a few weeks, and they have a bye this week. Uh, I guess it's Chase Edmonds there. What, what do you think of Chase uh, so far, uh, Chris? Oh, I, I love Chase Edmonds, and I was I was actually looking and, and saying that he actually looked better than Kenyon Drake almost every game so far this year. Uh, some games outperforming him stat-wise with far limited touches and snaps. So uh, I think Edmonds is a great add off the waiver wire. I think he immediately becomes an RB2 uh, in this offense after the bye week this week uh, with, with Drake out for a while. Uh, so this, he should not – he absolutely should be rostered everywhere already. But if he's not, God's sake, go get him and think about starting him in week nine. Oh, yeah. I, I think that anything at 12 team and, and bigger is going to – he's already on somebody's roster, maybe on 10 and 8. Uh, believe it or not, there's some people that play in 18 leagues. He's probably out there, and you've got to grab him immediately, even though there's just a bye week. Uh, sit on it for one week and then play him plug and play. Um, before we get to the injuries here, the Bucks signed Antonio Brown. Now, he's suspended through this week, so he's not going to be playing this week. And the Buccaneers are uh, – I mean, they're uh, – have done very well so far. I think what they got a couple losses. That's it. Um, so Tom Brady is really getting into a groove there. However, Chris Godwin now uh, broke his finger, his uh, index finger. He's going to miss in a, uh, one game. Mike Evans hasn't been mo- used much because he's been gimping around on a bad ankle. Why, in your opinion, did the Bucks sign Antonio Brown, and how do you think they're going to treat him? And do you think he's going to get a lot of targets in that offense uh, right away? Uh, I think he'll get some right away, and I, I think he'll actually be a, a valid red zone threat, more so than Chris Godwin. And, and he'll, he'll, I think he'll slot right into Chris Godwin's touches almost immediately if Godwin's still out. Now, the question is, what are they going to do when he gets back? And, I mean, Bruce Arians has flat out said this guy was COVID insurance and injury insurance because of all the injuries they've had. And I don't know if I believe that, but that's what he said. So, uh, worst-case scenario, he's going to be a guy you can plug and play uh, if one of the big two go down for Tampa for any period of time. But I think he's going to have some value. And if you look at who they play in the fantasy playoffs, they got Vikings, Falcons, Lions in the fantasy playoffs. These are three of the worst pass defenses in the league. And the Falcons, again, in Week 17, if you play in Week 17. So, you got to pick him up. Uh, And especially if you're in a a dynasty league, And you can maybe keep him for next year. Uh, I, I have a league where it's, it's an auction league where you can – he was a free agent, so he was $1. He was the minimum. And I can keep him for $11 next year. If he's playing in that offense, he's worth keeping at $11 next year. So I snapped him up, uh, fortunately, about three hours before he signed. So <laughs> There you go. I, I think he's worth okay. having. I think he's worth having. Uh, well, I, I agree with you there. I know that Bruce Aarons also said that, hey, uh, you know, I told him uh, straight up, the, you, this is a team situation, not a me situation. And if you're not all about the team, then you can be gone uh, very quickly because basically they signed him to such a cheap deal. <laughs> yeah, he's got these incentives if they make the playoffs and make the Super Bowl, whatever, he can make up to $2 million, $2.5 million or whatever. But he, basically he's going to make less than a million uh, just based salary for the rest of the season. He wants to play. That's what he says. We shall see exactly what he wants to do. And uh, but, but Bruce Arians is uh, taking no prisoners there. He says, hey, you come in, you, you do all your, what we tell you to do. Uh, you know, we help us win, uh, and you can stay for a while. And, you know, that's exactly what you got to do. And if you if he's available on your waiver wire, pick him up, hold him, stash him. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, once again, he's not playing this week because he's still suspended, and then he'll return to the team next week, go 
through all he's going through all the COVID testing, the, the signing's official, and if he makes it through to next week and he'll, he'll start practicing, and if, if Godwin is out another week, then you know he'll probably slide right in that situation. Right? Like you said, he definitely has uh, at least short-term value. Okay, let's uh, well, want to mention everybody that we're – comprehensive injury updates on FF Mastermind. Uh, just some of the more uh, important guys here. Andy Dalton, a really ugly uh, concussion. Uh, believe it or not, that was his first of his career. So there's hopeful, hope that he'll be able to play Ben DiNucci in the seventh-round draft pick. Yeah, uh, your your time might be up uh, for this week. We'll see. Uh, they officially list Dalton as questionable before the practices begin. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, coming off the, the, the bye week. There's every indication hopeful that uh, you know he'll be able to practice and play later this week. Uh, same with Aaron Jones uh, with that calf strain. They kept him out last week. They hope uh, the Packers hope that he'll be able to play this week. Uh, Miles Sanders with a knee. They said one to two weeks. This is no week number two. We'll see if he can practice and play. Joe Mixon's been upgraded from week to week to day to day with that foot injury. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, if you had him like I do on a lot of teams where I have owned Mixon, you just plugged in Bernard and got a nice fancy day with a touchdown last week, and that will continue this week if Mixon can't play. Uh, boy, the 49ers just keep losing running backs. First it was uh, <laughs> Mostert, then it was Coleman. Now it's Wilson, uh, high ankle sprain, placed on IR, expected to miss three-plus weeks. Jamichael Hasty is one guy to pick up. Uh, also, Jerick McKinnon, who was, quote, rested last week, so don't blame me. Uh, the 49ers didn't tell anyone they were going to do that. So I know a lot of you guys out there probably played Jerick McKinnon expecting some kind of game last week and didn't got nada. So, you know, that's uh, that's Kyle Shanahan there for you. Uh, moving on back to Baltimore, Mark Ingram with that ankle coming off the bye. We'll see if he can practice and play this week. Phil Lindsay with a concussion. Uh, we'll, we'll see if he can get back on the field too. The big guy, a wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, first it was the ankle. Uh, now it's the hamstring. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you haven't been playing for a while. You have these soft tissue injuries. We'll see if he can practice and play this week. If not, you know, it would be another week. And also Emmanuel Sanders is still on the COVID list. We'll see if they remove him and if he plays or not. Otherwise, Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway is a name you want to keep an eye on. He did lead the game with an ankle injury, but uh, he's, he's supposedly day-to-day there. Debo Samuel with a hamstring, expected to miss two weeks, sit him for a while. John Brown with that knee, still status uncertain. We're hoping in, in New York that Jameson Crowder can play with the groin. We'll see later this week. His teammate, Brashard Perriman, in a concussion. Well, they just can't catch a break there. Tim Patrick has a day-to-day hamstring injury. They're hopeful that he'll be able to play. Sammy Watkins, very uncertain. They're probably not going to play this week. And Alshon Jeffrey, they're still waiting to see if he ever comes back and plays while they keep paying him. Uh, a couple of wide receivers, uh, t- uh, I'm sorry, a couple of tight ends keep your eye on. Of course, we're going to wait for official confirmation if Austin Hooper's out, probably with that appendectomy. And then Tyler Higby with the hand didn't play on Monday night. We'll see if he can return this week. We will be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's expert league Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. 
Okay, people, please check out our website, ffmastermind.com. Lots of good stuff there, including our free daily NFL Quick Bits page, lots of NFL news updated on a daily basis, including free in-season eye-in-the-sky scanner reports, including those covering the Colts from Chris Rito here, uh, and, and also our weekly in-season fantasy newsletter. We're holding our mid-season sale right now. Just lowered the price down to fourteen ninety-five, the price of a, of a large pizza. Uh, you can try us out for the rest of the year. Uh, go to the website, click the link, and you can also check out uh, free samples. We've got a, a, the market feature from a couple of weeks ago on the site, as well as um, the acquiring and uh, trading targets, guys that we think that you should possibly be looking to trade and or acquire uh, from about three or four weeks ago to show you an example of what we do, uh, what I do for a living here, and we appreciate the support for everybody. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at FFMastermind. Let's get to the Picks to click and flick for this week, and hopefully we can do as well as we did last week. All right, Chris, for week eight, a couple of quarterbacks you like and why? Uh, I'll start with Derek Carr. He had a quiet week one, but he's very quietly been a QB number one, uh, number 12 overall in the six weeks since then, despite playing against some really better-than-average pass defenses. He's been averaging 25 points per game with 12 touchdowns and only two interceptions since week one. Now, this week, enter the Browns, and they're depleted and overmatched secondary. And I think he's going to have a field day going down the field this week. And then uh, I like Carson Wentz. Um, he's been on an absolute fantasy roll the last couple of weeks, despite having all of his weapons out of the lineup. Uh, now, his scoring has been buoyed by a rushing touchdown in five of his six games this year. And with Miles Sanders still ding, this trend could continue. So I think he's going to get something on the ground. Basically, you play every offensive player you have facing the ragtag, Cowboys defense, and again, it's an defense because there's no D at the beginning of it. Uh, so this is a no-brainer, especially if he gets anyone from Goddard and maybe Jeffrey or maybe Jalen Rager back as is projected this week. There's a chance he might get one of those guys back. So I like Carson Wentz. Okay, go defense. Okay. <laughs> okay, a couple of quarterbacks I like this week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he, uh, he had a really big game against the Falcons a couple of weeks ago, and I think he's going to do it again. It's round two against the Falcons. Uh, hopefully, uh, Robbie Anderson will score this week. Uh, he hasn't scored since week one. However, he's caught at least four passes every game, at least uh, 74 yards receiving in every game. But one, I like Teddy Bridgewater this week, and I'm going to be starting him, actually. I've got the choice between Bridgewater and Ryan in this game, and I'm score- starting Bridgewater. So, we'll We'll see what happens there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, probably not somebody you'd think to normally start, but the Seahawks' defense really, really can't stop anyone. So if you need to start Garoppolo, go ahead and plug him in. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be a top-10 ranked quarterback because usually they like to run the ball there. However, they're so thin at running back, I think Garoppolo's going to be throwing more to Kittle this week, and I think he's going to score. So, uh, you know, if you need Garoppolo, stick him in your lineup. A couple of guys that I am staying uh, away from this week. Uh, wow. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, Paging Cam Newton, uh, the real Cam Newton there, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're asking him, uh, did you have some COVID fog or whatever? He's like, no, I just need to play better. Yeah, you need to play better. You're unstartable right now, and especially against the Buffalo Bills, who are actually favored to win this game by like three and a half points, and they probably will. So it's it's not your normal New England Patriots, especially offensively. They're, the offense is just offensive right now, so you sit Cam Newton. Uh, Matthew Stafford, we liked last week. Uh, wow, they're, they're playing the Colts this week. They're going to have to run to beat the Colts, and that means lots of Dondra Swift and Adrian Peterson, maybe even carry on Johnson might get a carry this week, but I'm not playing uh, Matthew Stafford this week. How about a couple of quarterbacks you're not crazy about, and why, Chris? You said you're not starting Matt Ryan, and he makes my, my flick list. I mean, I know he's been lights out the last few weeks, and he's looked like a solid QB1 as long as Julio's been on the field. But, I, you know, I just can't help but look at this game a few just against the same Carolina team a few weeks ago. They held him to 10 fantasy points and a season-low 226 passing yards. 
They've Carolina's actually held five of seven opposing quarterbacks under 240 yards, and they've only allowed nine passing touchdowns this year. So, uh, and this is not a volume issue either. Carolina's allowed the fourth most passing attempts, but the 23rd most passing yards. This is a good pass defense. So stay away from Matt Ryan if you can this week. And I don't like Drew Brees. Um, even with the Brees coming or with the Bears coming off a short week, their pass defense is still nothing to sneeze at. Presents a really tough opponent. They've allowed an average of only 15 quarterback fantasy points per game in the last six weeks and only a high of 21 points so far, no more than a single passing touchdown in any game until, until this Monday night game when, when I got through two. So, uh, you know, Breeze has also been pretty unbreeze like He's only been an average mid-range quarterback, too, and he has to be a matchup-dependent play. And with Thomas and Sanders out or possibly slow again, this is a real caution play for Drew Breeze. Okay. How about a couple of running backs you like and why? Uh, for the first time this year, I like uh, our boy here in Indy, Jonathan Taylor. The the Lions have allowed six running back touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, excuse me, seven running back touchdowns in the last three weeks. And the second most touchdowns and the fourth most running back points overall. And without the firepower to attack this weak secondary in the air, I suspect the well-rested Colts are going to try to impose their will and get back to their ground-and-pound football this week. And so for the lead running back in this RBBC, and Taylor is still the most heavily utilized red zone running back in the NFL, this looks like a tailor-made scenario for him. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> and then I kind of like I kind of like Le'Veon Bell this week. I mean, if there was ever a classic case to be made for a revenge game breakout, this is it. Just a couple of weeks after being released by the Jets, Bell gets to take aim at them with a potent offense at his back. Now, he's going to be a part-time player for sure, but does anyone not see this game being a runaway early and Bell getting a chance to just feast in a cleanup role? I look for KC to give him every chance for a touchdown or two and some crushing late-game work. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a good revenge play. I'm sure he's got his eyes set on this game. A couple of racks I like this week. Uh, I know you don't, uh, we're not crazy about Rob, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Ryan <laughs> in Atlanta, but I like Todd Gurley in this game because the Panthers, the run defense just really is terrible. So if uh, Atlanta is going to score a touchdown or two, I think at least one of them is going to be from Todd Gurley. He's been very, uh, uh, very productive this year. This They've been kind of limiting his passes and such as his, uh, I mean, his attempts, uh, rushing attempts and such, and they've been getting good uh, mileage out of him. So, uh, you know, while he's healthy, go ahead and play him. Uh, Boston Scott, if he starts, uh, you know, for Miles Sanders, and obviously I think he's going to score against the Cowboys because, like you said, it's only defense there, and Boston Scott knows how to conquer defenses. (laughs) Okay, a couple of guys that I'm not not, uh, crazy about this week, Uh, really all of Baltimore, you got uh, beat up uh, Ingram there, and then you got uh, J.K. Dobbins, the, the rookie, and then you got Gus Edwards. But uh, none of these guys are going to boost much against the uh, really the steel curtain. <laughs> it is uh, the run defense of the Steelers. It's it's if if Baltimore is going to win this game, it's going to become Lamar Jackson throwing to Mark Andrews and or Mar- Marquise Brown, or running the ball himself. So. Forget the Baltimore running backs this week. And, uh, boy, I don't think I've ever put this guy on my flick list at all. He's a caution play. Ezekiel Elliott coming off a six-point PPR game last week. We don't know who the quarterback is. If it's Ben DiNucci, oh, my gosh. Against the Eagles, their run defense is already good. They're just going to line it up to tee it off, uh, go against DiNucci, and Zeke's going to be spending most of his time trying to keep the uh, trying to block uh, uh, Eagles off of DiNucci. <laughs> so obviously, you're going to start Zeke. I, I own him in one of my teams, and, and just cross your fingers and pray. Maybe he gets double digits in a PPR game. I don't know. It's it's just not looking good. Um, how about a couple of running backs you're not crazy about, and why, Chris? 
Yeah, you mentioned the Baltimore running game. I want to go into a little more detail on one of those guys, Gus Edwards. Um, a lot of people looked and saw Gus Edwards jump into that, that lead role when Mark Ingram went down the other week. Um, but, I mean, and the fading Mark Ingram is going to look – looks like he's going to miss week eight as well. So a lot of people might be excited with this offense to stick Gus Edwards in there. But a power inside runner like Gus the Bus will not succeed against the Pittsburgh defense. So even if they do get the chance to run the ball this week, I think they're going to use more J.K. Dobbins to try to get him outside. So I think that low volume and low success equals a low chance I want to start him in fantasy. And then uh, I, I, I don't like Chris Carson. We mentioned him earlier. He's already coming off a short week from that Sunday night game, nursing that injury uh, as well. Uh, if, if he plays, if he plays even, I think he has the misfortune of facing the team that's allowed the fewest fantasy points to running back so far this year. I know they haven't ruled him out, but it's iffy at best for him to go. And even a healthy Carson would be a strong caution play from me here. And if Carson sits, like you mentioned earlier, I think Carlos Hyde is an even worse play because he doesn't have Carson's explosiveness. Okay. How about a couple wide receivers you like this week and why? I actually like A.J. Green this week. His usage has spiked in recent weeks, 24 targets the last two games. And this looks like another high-volume game for the Bengals' aerial attack as well. Uh, The Titans have allowed the second-most wide receiver receptions per game and the second-most touchdowns despite playing one less game so far than most. So uh, Green also has a nice but very brief history against Tennessee. Three meetings, he's topped 100 yards in his last two games. And his rookie year was the other, only other time he played him. He went seven catches on seven targets for 83 yards. So I, I think he's, he's due. He's due to catch one this week. And then I kind of like Nicole Hardman this week. The Jets have given up a ton of receptions and yards despite constantly trailing in games. And curiously, they've generally allowed more to the secondary targets than to the primary ones for their opponents. So with Hardman getting a little more run, I think this looks like the sort of week where he might have a breakout game and some additional chances as they rest some of the frontline guys later in the game. That was a very good call there because Cole Beasley, the Mr. Secondary, Mr. Slot Receiver against the Jets, I mean, uh, oh, was, yeah. it almost seemed like a career-high 11 catches on 12 targets. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was crazy last week. I had him on one of my teams, so, yeah, definitely. A uh, couple of guys I like this week, obviously, I already mentioned him, Robbie <laughs> Anderson, uh, DJ Moore, Carolina receivers against the Falcons this week. you you got to go with those guys. Uh, also, uh, Henry Ruggs, um, uh, long one for the score against the Browns. I uh, I love that situation there. So if you got Henry Ruggs on your bench during this bye week, go ahead and play him. Uh, a couple of guys that I'm not crazy about this week, uh, just like I don't like Cam Newton. Uh, how can you like Julian Edelman? Uh, no connection at all with Cam Newton in the last three or four weeks here. Uh, one catch, two catch, whatever, that's not nearly good enough, so you can't start him. And last week, maybe a little bit of uh, greasiness on the squeaky wheel for Marvin Jones, but against the tough Colts, uh, if anyone's going to do anything, it's probably going to be Kenny Galladay, so I'd be very careful about starting uh, Marvin Jones this week. Uh, you know, be careful there. I probably would not start him. How about a couple wide receivers you're not crazy about and why, Chris? Let's look at Devontae Parker here. Having a rookie quarterback starting his first game against a solid pass rush already sounds like a recipe for a disaster for a fantasy receiver. And then when that receiver in question has struggled for the last two weeks and likely will be covered by Jalen Ramsey a lot of the day, this is definitely a good case to be made for benching, said fantasy wide receiver. Uh, Ramsey held him for two catches for 13 yards the one time they matched up directly a couple of years ago. So I, I don't like him at all this week. And then I don't like Jamison Crowder. I, I know he's been great when he plays this year, and he's iffy with a groin injury for week eight as of the moment. He was also the beneficiary earlier of a very depleted wide receiver core without competition for targets. Uh, With Perriman back, although he's also iffy this week, and now Denzel Mims back in play, I think his share of the pie is going to come down. 
And then you look at the Chiefs. They've actually allowed the fewest wide receiver yards per game so far, which is amazing with the leads they've been playing with. And they've really shut down the high-volume slot guys like Crowder. So there's just no reason to like them this week. Okay. How about a couple of tight ends you like and why? I like Johnny Smith this week. I know he was a touchdown-dependent fantasy darling through the first four weeks with five touchdowns, and he's kind of dried up recently. But if you watch some of the games, he actually was targeted in the end zone several times in the last few weeks. So he was real close to keeping that going. Uh, the Bengals, on the other hand, have allowed seven tight end touchdowns this season, and they've all been in the last three weeks. So clearly teams have seen something they can exploit on this defense. This looks like a great bounce-back week for John New, especially in touchdown-heavy scoring systems. And then I like Dalton Schultz this week. Um, a former second stringer and a safety valve are the two things that a backup quarterback loves the most, and Schultz is both of these. And now he's facing the team that's allowed the most tight end receptions per game so far this year in 2020. Uh, he's the seventh most targeted tight end in the league so far this year, so he should get a lot of action this week. Okay. A couple of guys I like at tight end this week. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, the Saints really struggle against the tight end. I know you got Cole Komet there, too. But uh, Jimmy uh, seems to make his way through the games and catch passes, especially late like he did on Monday night. Uh, so I like Jimmy Graham uh, possibly to score this week against the Saints. So if you need him, start him. And Richard Rodgers was the wave of our darling uh, across the NFL last week for fantasy. Uh, I have uh, Zach Ertz on my team. And, of course, I grabbed Richard Rodgers, immediately started him, and got uh, – Almost like a career high six for eighty five. I don't know if that was career high, but it sounded it sounded like it. Uh, anyway, uh, he's playing the Cowboys with the defense, so go ahead and start Richard Rogers if you need him. Uh, plug and play there. Uh, a couple of guys I don't like this week, or I'll be careful about, is T.J. Hawkinson, probably the most consistent uh, tight end uh, for for fantasy this year, has not uh, produced anything less than nine and a half. PPR fantasy points, but he gets the Colts this week, and they play the tight end really well. They shut down a lot of guys, a lot of good uh, tight ends there, so you're probably going to go ahead and start Hawkinson. Just hope that he can get his nine-plus points and, and get out of town there. And Tyler Higby uh, was a surprise scratch again. He's not 100% with that hand injury. The Dolphins play the tight end very tough. I don't think that the Rams are going to rush Higby back. They've got um, they've got Gerald Everett, and then they've got Johnny Munt, who they also like, who can fill in for Higby, so I wouldn't count on Higby playing this week i'd be very careful there how about a couple tight ends you're not crazy about and why chris uh, i'm not real keen on gronk this week uh, for all the giants issues and as badly as they're going to be overmatched this week they have totally shut down the tight end all season last week's richard rogers weirdness notwithstanding uh, rogers is the only guy to top 49 yards all season and only two other guys have topped 20 yards as a tight end versus the g-men They've also only allowed one tight end touchdown all year, and that's a big part of Gronk's fantasy value right now. This could actually be a very low-volume passing day with Tampa having a comfortable lead. I, I'm a little cautious about Gronk this week, despite his recent success, and I don't like Greg Olson this week. Uh, the Wiley veteran has not seen a lot of targets in the high-volume Seahawks attack, but he has been an end zone staple so far as far as targets. Um, but the 49ers have only allowed one tight end touchdown so far this year, and it was to a backup tight end in like a jumbo goal line look where they had three or four tight ends out there. So I would say the chances of Olsen's very touchdown-dependent scoring being fruitful are low this week. Okay. How about your one-hit wonders at kicker and defense? Hit me with them. Uh, I like Mike Badgley. The Money Badgers got Denver this week, and they've allowed multiple field goal attempts and 11 points per game, standard points per game average the last four weeks. 
Plus, you know, you've got the always the, the possibility for distance with Badger, with the, with the money Badger. And I like Jake Elliott uh, of the Eagles. Uh, the best way to boost a very down statistical year is to face the Cowboys. So you got to like uh, his chances to, to be a, a waiver wire guy you can fill your bye week with. And then at defense, I do like the Buffalo Bills uh, playing against New England. It's amazing to say this, but New England has allowed three straight double-digit fantasy performances to defenses. So I think this is a get-well game for Buffalo's D. And then uh, I like the Eagles against Dallas. Um, they're the league's second-leading sacker, and they're facing a dysfunctional offense, dysfunctional offense, missing their all their offensive linemen, and playing either a concussed or a third-string rookie quarterback. So what's not to like about their chances to really get uh, a lot of pass pressure this week? Yep, I have to agree with you there. Okay, uh, we want to remind everybody a premium weekly in-season newsletter purchase gets you free access to our subscriber forum where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered waiting to voice their opinions. Well, thank you all for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Michael Nasrak. See you all next week when week nine of the 2020 NFL season is previewed. Happy Halloween, everybody, and good night and good luck to everyone this week. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. <laughs>